Welcome back to another episode of the Loyalist Podcast. It has been quite a long time since your boys have been here. Last you heard of us, we were talking to Chief from Barstool. Uh, shout out to any new listeners after that episode, and thank you to Chief again for coming on. Um, our second most li- listened episode after our episode with Jamie. So it uh, was really lovely to talk to Chief, a uh, really quality guy, and honestly, truly knows ball, defied everything that I thought. But I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas, and welcome back. Sam, how was your Christmas? Christmas was good. Uh, Boxing Day was absolutely a disaster. Um, I think just everything that we wanted or hoped would happen didn't happen. Uh, And that all culminated into you and I hanging out today, Thursday, December 28th, Arsenal nil, West Ham 2. Uh, in a game that I think people will blame VAR again, and we will try to point to the ball was out, but really the better side was West Ham, and they took all three points at the Emirates. I think our process fell short uh, this past festive fixtures match week, and we're going to atone for those sins. Um, We're going to be a lot better. We fell down 1.8 units, thank God for Bournemouth, because it could have been a lot worse. Um, that was a technically like a 2.2 unit swing, right? Yeah, it was. So thank God for Solanke. Thank God for Bournemouth. Um, not sure if we're going to keep riding them because you, you kind of got to know when to get off the horse, but I do appreciate everything they've done for us. Um, yeah, Christmas was fun, but Boxing Day, just watching pick after pick capitulate, not so much. Yeah, it was just all bad, um, and I and I hate that for us. I hate that for everyone. I hate that for the new listeners that just joined after uh, we talked to Chief. Uh, it's just all bad stuff. Um, I guess we should kind of just jump into these games, just go quickly. We obviously have uh, a lot of games that we got to talk about. Um, well, so let's go. We're we're currently engaging in a post match pint or two. <laughs> Um, because that Arsenal game was horrendous. Uh, just to quickly review so we don't have to revisit it, um, Arsenal in the final third have just not been the same team. Um, I feel like a lot of fans act are acting like they've seen it coming. We haven't been the same team going forward that we were last season, uh, but the results have still been coming. And just recently, obviously against Aston Villa, I didn't feel like we were good enough against Liverpool. Um, you know, we did enough to get a point, which was what we needed out of that game. But then against Brighton, or sorry, against West Ham, just not nearly good enough. And I just need to, I need to eat a little bit of crow. I need to be honest. Um, I've shit on West Ham and the Irons all season. They were better than Arsenal today. Arsenal didn't look like a serious title contender today. Uh, they have a lot left to prove to me. Um, 40 points going through. Uh, 19 games is not good enough. Arteta set the target at 96 points to win the Premier League. I don't know if that's even doable for Arsenal anymore, but I do know that they're going to have to be a lot better than 40 to make it happen. They find themselves in second, and uh, I am just very dubious of their chances as of now. It's a tough time to get me right after they lose to a team that I've sold all season, but credit to West Ham. Their, their form's been rising. Moyes' job is safe. Uh, they got six points out of against United and Arsenal over festive fixtures, and that's nothing to, to sneeze at, nothing to joke about. They've been a serious side. Um, Paqueta goes down today, so we're going to have to monitor that. But still, um, they went into De- Declan Rice's new home and took all three points in a convincing way. So I, I can't shit on them any longer. They beat my favorite team convincingly. And, uh, yeah, that's my apology to you West Ham fans if there's any of you left. Um, very impressed by West Ham. Uh, also, I guess Forrest must have listened to our pod with Chief because Forrest 3, Newcastle 1, in a game that basically is a coming out party for Forrest, um, a result that they needed desperately, and a really convincing win against a Newcastle side that might be trending in the wrong direction. Something to monitor. <laughs> Newcastle definitely haven't been the team that they started to show uh, that they could be. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on with them, but I do know the new manager bump might not have happened against Bournemouth like we were worried about in that first game that we had Bournemouth that before Chief came on. 
but Nuno has inspired since. And uh, I think what I think Forest fans all around uh, the world should be excited because they got they got some serious encouragement from that result against Newcastle. Um, Chris Wood hat trick, revenge hat trick, right? He used to play for for Newcastle for a short stint. Am I correct on that? That is correct. So, just a great hat trick after uh, after Chief was on here saying he's not sure that he deserves all the money that he gets, and I'm not either. But that was a wonderful performance by him and Forrest are on the up and up and Newcastle not so much we have a lot to talk about in terms of trends um I don't know how much you take away because festive fixtures are so chaotic but I don't know uh, some of the trends that we were familiar with we might have to adjust like are United back as well no okay um (laughs) (laughs) uh United three Villa two um a really weird game. I think Villa's two goals pretty fraudulent in the first half. Um, a McGinn free kick that just doesn't touch anyone. No one, everyone just watches it go into the net. And then Dindonker, uh, the cheekiest of flicks off a corner. Um, zonal marking, you love to see it. Uh, just really poor stuff. And then United scored three in the second half to take all three points. Um, finished off by Hoyland getting on the score sheet. Um, I do think, and we've been saying that Garnacho is a good player. I think mm-hmm. that was very validating, this performance. Two goals, a um, little fortuitous for one of them, but nonetheless, he probably was the best player on the pitch, and it's not, not very debatable. Um, Bruno was very good, but Garnacho Garnacho's been better than Martinelli this season. That's not something I, if you told me last season, I would have been like, there's absolutely no chance that's possible. Yeah, um, he's definitely been an outlet for them. And done really well for himself, uh, really elevated his game. So uh, very helpful. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought Villa were very poor in this game as well. Uh, despite going 2-0 up, I thought they had no desire to actually play in this game. Uh, really, really poor performance from them. Um, really disappointing as well. To go up 2-0 and get nothing from the game, really, really disappointing. Yeah, I think Ten Hag might have saved his job for a little bit with this result. Uh, the We should discuss the acquisition has finally taken place. Um, Jim Ratcliffe has a 25% stake in uh, Manchester United ownership shared with the Glazers, but he has full command over all um, decisions uh, with the football side of things. And they also installed a new CEO in uh, Blanc, right? French guy? Yes. Okay. Um, so that excuse in 18 months is no longer an excuse. Uh, obviously, we need to give him some time to put the pieces in the way that he wants. Um, if this season trends down the way that it could for United, I think Ten Hag's days are numbered. But if they manage to miraculously take you know, f- f- fifth or contend for fourth with Villa, that would be you know, a reason to keep him. Uh, they they honestly finally did show some stuff, like that disallowed goal by Garnacho. Like the football yeah. finally is starting to look fluid in a way that I didn't think was doable under Ten Hag. And he's, they're finally starting to show me some of the things that the fans have been telling me has been coming for a really long time. So if I'm a United fan, I'm definitely feeling way more optimistic than I was two weeks ago. But still, I mean... Um, they have as many losses as some of the worst sides in the league. There's a lot that they have to clean up, but this is not the time to shit on United. I was very impressed with that result, and I'm glad Hoyland finally got himself off the mark in such a big moment because I was seriously starting to worry about his confidence as a 20-year-old kid. Um, do you think they'll spend big in January? Because uh, to me, I, I think it would be a very, very uphill battle for them to make a top-four push. Top four pushes a lot, but they kind of need to have Europa. They can't find themselves in the situation that Chelsea's in this year. Right. Um, so, I don't know. They've been linked with strikers. After investing so much in Hoyland, I can't imagine they're going to go big and splash for another striker. Maybe this is a really hot take, but it's time for me to give it out. I think you sell high on Rashford. I don't know if you sell high to Al Ithifak or <laughs> if he goes to La Liga or he goes to Ajax, where uh, Ten Hag came from, or he goes to another club in the Prem. 
Yikes. But I don't think I don't think you can usher in a new era by having someone like him who's seen six managers and definitely feels like he's bigger than any of them. Um, you start to see Ten Hag bench him, something that many managers to this point of United haven't been brave enough to do. Um, he deserved it, but he was good against Villa. But I think if you can cash out for over 60 mil, I just don't see his career for United peaking anymore. Is that harsh? I don't – it's so tough. I mean, I, th- I still think he's their best player on his day. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's really difficult for you to sell him. It's also difficult to sell for 60 mil when you bought Mason Mount for more than that. Well, yeah, but I'm just – I'm saying theoretically. <laughs> uh, theoretically, like I was talking to, to our friend of the podcast, maybe soon contributor, Kev, um, who was on the – uh, Premier League draft, and we were talking about ways to fix United, right? And I'm going to pull it up now, um, but I said that if you could get 75 for Rashford and Martial with this new owner in and make more pieces, bring in more pieces that make the team feel more like a unit, I would, because Hoyland just doesn't have any distribution. So what if you get 75 to 100 from those two guys? Um, you get Martinez, who I rate, Casemiro, older, but is still, you know, he's still a quality player. And Erickson is back now. You know, that's helpful. But, like, you, they need a true creator on the wing. If they could get a Neto, you know, and um, hmm. even just a double pickup, like Lamina, like someone central that, like, is creative but also works hard, I feel like that would solve so many problems for them. Um, and I think Neto could be the guy that Hoyland needs to be what they think he should be. I mean, to slow down for a second, this podcast was early on the fact that it, it wasn't a smart call to buy Hoyland after he scored six league goals as a 19-year-old, and they spent $70 million on him in Atalanta uh, for a Serie A league that's far worse than Premier League. But still, you need to get what you can out of him. I have seen promise, and... You got to get what you can get for Rashford and Martial at this point for me, because I just don't see them having more meaningful moments for this United team going forward. I mean, obviously they could score big goals and there could be situations, but long term, I just feel like having guys that have been there for so long through so many managers isn't good for the culture. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, it would make sense to me if they shipped off Rashford. Just not sure who would want to buy and how much they'd be able to get for him. I think that would be the biggest barrier. Tell me this squad is bad. Onana, Shaw, Martinez, Varane, Delo, Lamina, Casemiro, Bruno, Garnacho, Hoyland, Neto. That's like a good squad. Like, that's a squad. I actually rate that squad um, if Hoyland can find his, his form. So, I don't know. They definitely have some questions to be answered in January. I don't know how much they're going to spend, but I am glad for the fans that Ratcliffe got this acquisition in before Christmas and before the January window, because maybe he will be willing to spend. Um, That being said, we definitely have some discussion to do on teams' transfer plans. Maybe it's time to have Jamie back on for Arsenal, um, because January is upon us, and a lot of teams um, are going to be looking to spend uh, with this title race as open as it is. I don't know about Aston Villa selling Douglas Louise. I think he's going to have a lot of suitors. I don't know if they're going to keep him, um, but they want to. Uh, I know City want Palina and Liverpool want Palina. I know Arsenal want to splash cash, and with the recent struggles to score, I feel like they could be in for a striker. I, I hope they are as a fan. So there's a lot that we need to talk about there, too. So let's talk about some players, uh, specifically Dominic Solanke. Three, Bournemouth three. Fulham nil. He's just um, doing what Eddie Nketiah would do at a smaller club. Uh, Dominic Solanke. <laughs> I know he scored on a pen, but my guy is a fucking problem. Um, the they're just talking to the English media now is just starting to realize that he may be in the England squad. Uh, you fucking think that uh, that squats that squat that spot has rotated in that squad um all season. In the beginning, um. Southgate was like, I guess Inkedia has to be there. And then he was like, I guess it's Watkins. No, it should definitely be Solanke if Tony's still not going to play for them. Um, I still find it crazy, though, how, how bad they are at the back and Ben White can't get into the squad. I, like, I, I hope there's 
a documentary one day about what went down in the World Cup. Listen, I'm I'm going to just not take England seriously until they prove otherwise. I, I'm not going to take Gareth seriously. I'm just not going to do that. I'm not going to take the English media seriously that's finally starting to acknowledge Dominic Solanke because my guy is so good and this Bournemouth team is legit. Um, this Fulham team is bad. I, I think, Come on, dude. I think we got a couple pump fakes out and it was good. Once Jimenez comes back, I think we'll be able to get a better picture. And I hope that they don't let Paulinho go. And I hope that they make better decisions um, and bring in some better players. Uh, this is in this is strange in the year about to be 2023. Uh, Fulham desperately missed Willian in this game. Um, That's crazy to say. <laughs> but they did. Uh, without Willian and without Jimenez, this team is very different. Uh, not nearly as good with the ball. Not nearly as good for passing the ball. Um, and that was very clear in this game against Bournemouth. Um, Paulinho was unlucky to give away a penalty. Uh, and Sinistera uh, scored an absolute banger in stoppage time. So we like Bournemouth. We Listen, Bournemouth has made us a bunch of money. So uh, I rate them a lot, but I think, I think we've reached the moon with them. It may be time that we hop off. We're going to have to see. I mean, I, I'm dubious um, with them playing Tottenham at, at Tottenham this week. I keep saying at Tottenham. I've said that all pod. What's the name of their new stadium? Is it just Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? I believe it is, yeah. Okay. They're at Tottenham <laughs> Hotspur Stadium. Um, if they can prove something this week, then it's like, we're never getting off this trip. Like, I will wait until they lose three in a row before I stop betting them. Um, but we're going to stay off because Tottenham did show – um, a little bit of promise before this thrashing by Brighton because Brighton were just all over them, down their throats, and back again. Um, should we have a little temperature check on the table? Yeah, go ahead. So we're halfway through the season. <laughs> Woe is us. Um, and the title race is wide open. Um, City have a game in hand, and they could be as high as – Second, tied for second with with a win. And that game in hand is against Brentford, which the time is postponed, but this weekend they play Sheffield. Um, quick sidebar. I think I had um, a little cottage on Brentford Island. I think I'm selling that. I think I'm sell, <laughs> I selling I think that. it's flooded. <laughs> I, I, I think there are serious problems on Brentford Island. Um, I think Thomas Frank... Could be in trouble. It doesn't seem like it's getting better. It seems like it's getting worse. Uh, the fortress narrative, that's starting to waver a little bit. He's the third longest tenured coach in the league. Yeah. Uh, Might change soon. Could be out. <laughs> <laughs> could be whoever else is third. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we're done with my bees because it's been bad. Yeah. Hard times. Uh, it, it, ha- it has not been good. Um, so Liverpool are in first with 42 points, and they're, they're safe because City's Got a game in hand, but they have 37. They're in fourth. Arsenal are in second with 40. Uh, Villa are in third with 39. And Tottenham have uh, are in fifth with 36. West Ham in sixth, which is crazy given how much I've shit on them. 33. Really big three points for them today. United in seventh with 31. And Brighton in eighth with 30. Newcastle ninth, 29. Chelsea tenth. Shocker. 25, and they're even on points with Wolves in 11th, 25, and Bournemouth in 12th, 25. I feel like Bournemouth are going to finish in the top half, and we might have to look at how to bet on, bet on that. And then we have Fulham, 21, Brentford, 19, and 14th. Might look at them to go down. Uh, Palace in 15th with 18. Forest in 16th with 17. Everton in 17th with 16, which just sucks. They've been so good, um, and they're one point ahead of Lewin, who are on the up and up somehow with 15th, uh, with 15 points in 18th place. Uh, the dream is alive. We're going to wait for the boys, Kevin Ev, to come on for a midseason check-in, but Lewin are, are really threatening to stay up. And then Burnley and Sheffield, the disgraces of the league. But it's definitely been entertaining, but do you think any team, obviously Liverpool are in first, but is any team like super happy with where they're at? I think Liverpool will be very happy to be first. I think going into the season, uh, a lot of people saw it as a two-horse race. Uh, and Liverpool have basically inserted themselves and made it a three-horse race for the title. 
Um, did you, in your pre-season, preseason predictions, did you have Liverpool top three? No. No, oh, I did. I, th- I, I thought Maybe. Was, I'm I thought, not sure. I thought it was all three again. Um, so I did call this. I don't know about Sam. But Liverpool, I expected them to come back after last season. They also don't have Europe to deal with, uh, or Champions League to deal with, rather. And that's going to be coming back to buy Arsenal. Uh, obviously, they're contending for that tournament as well, starting in February. Um, which hopefully Timber's back by then. But, no, Liverpool definitely, um, with one loss, should be happy with where they're at. No team besides them have less than three losses. Um, but, otherwise, like I feel like Arsenal have dropped a lot of points in situations that they shouldn't have. Man City, one of the most disappointing first half of the seasons they've had in five years. Uh, obviously, we I should have acknowledge Aston Villa should be very happy to be where they are. Tottenham with an amazing start to the season have really fallen off. West Ham after selling Declan Rice should be happy. And United should be upset. Yeah, I, I mean I think I expected this United team to be to not be that good. Um so it's not surprising to me that they're in seventh, but I think they'll be disappointed given to how they entered the season. Um Chelsea and Newcastle also at ninth and tenth respectively. Tough, very tough, and I think both are very deserving to be where they are on the table. Keep going. I'm gonna get our producer to pull something up for us real quick. I, I think, is Chelsea gonna finish higher than tenth this season? I don't know. I here here's the problem, right? I, I think that. I think how we felt about that Palace side. I think they're very different. I really rate Mateta. I really. I like his game. Uh, I think he's been very impressive. I uh, think that he could be linked somewhere else in the summer. I think he's been very good. I think the relegation scrap is going to get very interesting. And I think Brentford specifically are a team that could get sucked right down into the relegation scrap. Here's the problem, though. I think they have too many points. They have 19 points, and Burnley and Sheffield have 11 and 9. I think those two are going down. I think it's safe to say that Burnley and Sheffield are going down, but I think 18th is going to be one that is uh, up for grabs deep into the season. Okay, so let me just talk something through with you real quick. Maybe are the Loyalists' first two-unit future. <laughs> um, so current table, current table, Bournemouth are tied for 10th, correct? And 10th gets you top half? It does. Okay. Who do you like? We'll, we'll have to deep dive, before we give you guys this, we'll have to deep dive strength and schedule remaining, but who do you like long-term bet, better? Bournemouth, Wolves, or Chelsea the rest of the season? Bournemouth, with a game in hand. Okay, to finish in the top half, they have a game in hand? Game in hand, they sure do. They, they have 18, and Eight. they're tied on points. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this, might, this might be a pick. To finish in the top half, Bournemouth are plus 320. I, lo- I mean, I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that might just be two units that we and ride here's, together. here's the best. And then we don't have to worry about, like, these weeks when they're playing Tottenham and we're not picking them. And here's, they're still our cherries. And here's the best part about this. We don't have to check the schedule because it's halfway through the season. They all play each other. They all play each other. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, I love that. I, I just think that's something to monitor, and I... I love just putting that in place so we have something to just keeping that in the tickler file. Who do we like to go down? To go down, um, I don't like Luton to go down because I still believe. <laughs> um, so I kind of like Palace to go down. Oh, really? It's tough because I like them this weekend, but I've just, I think they're poor. I, and it, it's not. Should we, Brent? Is Brentford going down? I think Brentford could go down. That would be my pick, Brentford to go down. Because I think I think Palace have showed a lot more than I expected them to. And I think the new manager bump for Forrest has already happened. All I right. think that's good. Stand by because Fandle doesn't have going down odds. I got to check another sports book. Well, while we do that, I'm just going to keep I'll, – I'll just do a roundup of some scores. Speaking of relegation scraps, Luton 3, Sheffield United 2, an absolute bonkers game. Luton just continue to score goals that don't make sense. Uh, and they, they had two own goals in this game that propelled them to a 3-2 victory. My hatters. Um, 
absolute madness. Uh, God, I, if you told me there would have been five goals in this game, I would have thought there would have been five penalties. But that's neither here nor there, so it's fine. Um, Burnley nil, Liverpool two. Burnley fucking stink. Uh, that's my biggest takeaway from this game. They looked poor, very, very poor. Uh, I'm afraid for Vincent Company's job. I feel like if he does get fired and he goes to a better club and has better resources and allows him to spend money, he could have a quality side, but he doesn't have that at Burnley. And Liverpool looked pretty average. Um, I want to shout out uh, James Trafford for Burnley because he was awesome in this game. Uh, stood on his head, easily their best player, and still gave up two goals. Says everything you need to know about Burnley. Uh, I'll keep just going through these games while Jake does that. Um, Brentford got smacked by Wolves, uh, so that was fun. That's a big part of our selling Wolves, or our selling Brentford, is this Wolves result being so bad. And obviously it's just, we were all, it's weird, because we were on them when they were winning, but I think we've just taken a step back and realized that they're mostly losing. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, they're just, anytime we back them, they've hooked us up, but no more. And I I won't be doing it. Beyond that, um, Man City beat Everton. This game was really annoying. I just think... Everton should have gotten a point. They should have, for sure. And I I just feel like my take about Jordan Pickford was pretty vindicated in this game. Definitely. Two really poor goals uh, from him. Uh, one trying to play out of the back, just plays the ball to Bernardo Silva. We know how that goes. Uh, and then what was the other one? Oh, he got beat near post by Phil Foden when they were up 1-0. Uh, really bad stuff. Jack Harrison scored for Everton. Uh, and Jack Harrison's turned into a really good signing for them. Um, I don't know if he's on loan or it's a permanent deal. But um, I really like Jack Harrison's game. Him and McNeil together have been really impressive. I am a big fan of this Everton squad. Uh, without the 10-point deduction, I think they'd be the easiest bet of all time to... Make the top half? Yeah, easily. Um, yeah, I, I really just appreciate their game. Um, City also were lucky for the penalty that was conceded, one of those weird ones. I think it was Decore uh, trying to block his face as he's sliding down. The, well, the shot is definitely off target, but it's a pen. It's always going to be given as a pen. Um so that was dispatch. That was three one. Uh, Chelsea two, Crystal Palace one. Um, Mudrick, Mudrick, and a really well worked goal by Chelsea. Kind of made me change my opinion of them a little bit. Um, and also Jordan Ayew just continuing to be a good player is really interesting. I'm not sure how old he is, but his assist to Lise was awesome. Um, really impressive stuff. Uh, and I I really am starting to fall in love with Mateta. I think he's really good. Um, so that's fun. And then the final match day, Brighton 4, Spurs 2. Uh, this game was 4-0 at one point. So, yikes. Brighton, yeah. Um, they just dominated them, right? Like, it wasn't even close. No, it just, it just really wasn't. Really two late goals by Spurs uh, to make it look a lot more favorable. Um, Jao Pedro scored two pens. They were clearly pens. Uh, and Estupinian, who we talked about being a part of the spine of Brighton, mm-hmm. he's now back and scored an absolute worldie, uh, which was very surprising to see. Um, but something to monitor as Brighton starts to get their players back, maybe our preseason opinions of them start to come back. I, I think that that's something that we need to like stay very vigilant about as they start to get their players back more and more. Um, they're going to start looking like the side we Listen, knew earlier. I sang their praise. I said they were in the class of the league. Um, I missed out on Villa, but I said that it was Brighton. It was Arsenal City and Liverpool and felt like a miss, but a lot of guys went uh, started to go down. We said they were dead to us. We took them again, and they lost again, so they were even more dead to us. But the thing is, Guys are coming back. Stupignan with an amazing goal saying I'm back on the camera was sick. And maybe it's time for us to buy stock again. We tweeted it out from Twitter today. And I just feel like they they have these results in their locker. Very much so. Um, they don't have a bad record, right? They're 8, 6, and 5 through 19 games. And they just beat – they can beat any good team, which is what's worrisome. They, they were not good against Arsenal – um, they were just ta- like that was a tactical game. 
uh, very much so with Arteta and Deserby going at, at each other. But I do think going forward, as they continue to get guys back, it's going to be time to buy that stock again after selling them so 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 much earlier. I can't find any any re- um, relegation odds. I don't know why. I hate that for us. Um, I will say another thing about Brighton. That game against Arsenal is the first time they haven't scored in a game and the only time they haven't scored in a game in the Prem this season. That is crazy. That is really impressive stuff. Um, a right. really good side, and they're going to continue to get better as they get guys back. All right, so this is from Talk Sport. Um, who do we like? Brentford? They don't even have relegation odds in this in this Talk Sport article. Then I love it. <laughs> <laughs> because Fulham and Wolves are both like 16 to 1, 25 to 1. We don't think either of them are going to. Um, so we're going to have to find these odds and get back to you. I don't know why they're not posted on FanDuel because people would definitely be taking them. Um, I couldn't find them on ESPN Bet or DraftKings, so we'll, we'll get back to you. But I do think Brentford is worth a look, and I do think we're going to continue to monitor Bournemouth plus 320 to stay to be top half because they, they have played like a top half side for, what, two months now? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just been a very impressive run, um, and not just beating teams, just – completely dismantling them so uh they deserve credit for that um and let's we already touched on it at the jump but west ham two, arsenal nil just disappointment really really poor stuff from arsenal um gotta start to wonder is it sam and jake's fault every time they hang out something bad happens the listeners have been saying that it's fucked up because we we <laughs> For the first time in our lives, we get to see Arsenal in person, and we go to MetLife Stadium with Evan Kev, fans of United, well-known, and Arsenal just shit the bed in person with a far better side than Man United's side, and that sucked, and then we get together for the Liverpool game, nice, we get a draw, I guess everybody's happy with that result from both sides, but like, we felt like we could have gotten more from that game. Now we get together for this game, and it's like the worst result Arsenal have had all season, in my opinion, besides that Fulham draw earlier on. So I'm supposed to get together with Sam again on Sunday before we play Fulham again. Maybe we have to reconsider those plans. Not sure. But, yeah, not great from us. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's a system thing. Um, I think it's where we're sitting in my house. Uh, I think there's a lot we have to take a look at. Um, Question for you. For the Arsenal fans, because we have more of them than anyone else. Is Arsenal worse this year than last year, or are we just not catching people from by surprise anymore? I think that I think that we're a better side, but we're not catching people off guard. Because um, I agree with Arteta's process in terms of we'd rather concede a few goals than score a lot of goals. I think long-term that yields better results, but we just haven't been producing enough goals to make it yield good results. Yeah, and I will say that Managers have started to figure out the idea that, okay, Zinchenko's a liability. Um, and I, I think that managers are starting to figure out, let's put my most prolific winger on Zinchenko, and they will beat him. Um, and that's a problem. And a part of that is Arteta allowing Kieran Tierney to leave. Um, I understand we had Timber, but, you know, this is why... This is why City are so good. They're so good at self-scouting and replacing players. Um, And we haven't done that. And having to play Zinchenko and being unwilling to change the formation to cut Zinchenko out, which may happen next game. That would not surprise me if we switched to three at the back. Uh, It's been a problem. I I think Zinchenko has been a huge problem for this side, and I think teams have started to figure that out. It's been a weakness that... uh, very clearly teams are trying to exploit. I have to be honest, right? And I have to be fair because this is something that if it was happening to United, I would ask Ten Hag to do something about. And I think Arteta needs to take a long look in the mirror and realize that we might be better defensively with the three back. Um, Whether that might mean Martinelli sitting deeper, who is just starting to, after halfway through the season, having two goals and two assists, starting to really look like he's having a, you know, really shock shocker of a bad season after being just prolific last season, 15 goals and six assists, I believe it was in the league. Um, and I don't know what that looks like going to a three back, but 
I do seriously think we got to figure something out because it's not sustainable when we're going up against solid strikers or solid, solid wingers rather um, for Zinchenko to be back there. And today it was another mistake. There was a, there was probably two mistakes that he made that could have led to goals. One of them did lead to a goal with being just in the wrong position. Saliba clearing it right into him. Um, it's, it's tough, but you know, we think about it. He won titles with city, but I think the most he ever started was 18 games for them in a, in a title winning season. And it makes sense because he is not a defensive left back. You know, he's good at the inverting thing. Tierney was bad at the inverting thing. And that's why he got loaned out because we tried him there, but he was so much better as a one-on-one left back. Like we had, we had probably two seasons in the beginning of Arteta's tenure and at the end of Emery's tenure where Tierney was like legitimately our best player. So for him to go out to Sociedad, he did get hurt. I don't know if you saw that. So it's kind of, I don't want to say vindicating because I feel bad for the guy, but he's never healthy. Um, it's like a party situation. So I do get it there, but Timber got hurt too. So it's just tough, but we do. I, I, I am calling for Arteta as well to do something about it. It's not, it's not looked great. And it's been like three games straight that he's led to a goal. Yeah. I, I mean, it, <laughs> we try to hold teams accountable on this pod and it's, it's something that we've seen over and over again. Also just shout out to Rhea. Um, Thought he was poor in this game. Shout out to him. Well, shout out because he's he's not going to get any shit because he saved a penalty that didn't mean anything in stoppage time. Um, so vintage bag getting behavior. So I, I respect that a lot. Um, so yeah, I I expect the squad to be rotated a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if Martinelli gets dropped for the next game. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Zinchenko gets dropped. So. I'd be very interested to see how Arteta sets up going into these next matches. Speaking of the next matches, I guess we should start previewing. I guess we should. Uh, real quick, um, is it crazy to say Arsenal missed Kai this game? I thought Trossard was quite good. Yeah, but I just don't know if that LCM role suits him with how physical this midfield needs. You may be right. You may be right. Um he has a better touch than Kai. I just think Kai being 6'4 and Trossard being like 5'6 is actually like very noticeable. It's something to monitor. Something to monitor. I agree with you. Kai's my guy. Sam is very much a Leo Trossard guy. So we'll see. Um, I do think Kai's getting that spot back. He was suspended for this game. So coming up, Luton-Chelsea in a game I desperately want to take Luton plus a half. Double chance. <sighs> I don't love it, but I no, get it. We're not going to take it, but I do. <laughs> I I don't I don't love it. I like it. Uh, I still think Chelsea could possibly be frauds, uh, even though they played better in that game. I think Nkuku is a baller, so that's that's something to look out for. Um, and Mudrik, you know when he played well, they had him in an LCM spot. Yes, impressive. Interesting. Uh, Palace Brentford. Vegas just are selling Brentford at the same time. Yeah, and I agree with that. These Palace odds are crazy, and I think we, like, I, you could have, I would have been shocked. I probably would have slapped you if you said I was going to bet Palace over Brentford two months ago, but I think we're going to. Yeah, I, I mean, I like Palace in this spot for sure. Um, Brentford are bad. They're, they're just really bad. It's crazy. It sucks, and they probably are going to lose Tony before he even plays another game for them. Um, Palace, uh, sorry, City, Sheffield, City, I even tried to look at minus two and a half, and it was minus one sixteen. So it, this should be one way traffic. I do you know if Holland's back? Uh, I don't think he'll be back yet. But I mean, Chris Wilder, you you got to get something from this game. So uh, do you? I think so. I think it's getting late early for them. I mean, after losing that game against Luton, where you had it. From one zero to two one to oh, so you're saying 3-2. Like, you're saying they can't sit back. Is what yeah, I, I'm saying you need you need a kind of result. I don't know if that's you let City have ninety eight percent of the ball and you get a draw, but I think you need a result or else you're going down. So I, I thought you were saying like you think they might. Oh no, that is not <laughs> what I'm saying. I just think that they need one to stay up, which I don't think they'll be staying up at the end of the season. Aston Villa host Burnley. I hope this is all Villa. I think we're gonna take them. Um, they're minus 700. Maybe you'd want them to be a little more with how good they've been at home. Um, there was a lot of Arsenal Twitter 
memeing Emery after that blown lead uh, against United. I think Villa are kind of hitting a poor run of form. Um, they drew Sheffield at home, and then they squandered a 2-0 lead against United. Uh, I think this is a get-right spot, though. I, I think if they don't win this game, then there are serious problems, but I think they'll end up getting a result here. It is weird, though. This did feel like uh, that United blown lead did feel like a result he would have done for Arsenal. Yeah, it was vintage Unai stuff, and I, I respect that. Play the hits. That's what we do. Um, boy, that was bad. That was really bad stuff. You hated to see that. Against a, I don't want to say far, but a worse side. Yeah. Um, just just bad stuff. Um, but I, I do think this is a get-right spot against Burnley uh, at home where we know they feel comfortable. Uh, I think they'll take care of business. I think Burnley will be under attack. And really, Burnley haven't shown anything to inspire that they can They score. just like having the ball, but they can't figure it out. No, forward. no. And I feel bad for James Trafford. And I feel bad for Vincent Company because I think he's a good manager. Um, they just don't have the personnel. So I know that Sam has said on this podcast before that there can only be one who's who game a week. I think that applies to his who's who games. Because I think Wolves-Everton is a classic who's who for us. And I need to figure out who's who (laughs) for these two. And I have an idea of who I think is who. Um, I think I like Everton in this spot, despite being away. They have the same exact odds. I think that means Vegas has no clue, and they want to see who's who. I think Everton are the better side, fundamentally. So then that's what makes me feel like with Deitch, against O'Neal, less experience, I do feel like you have to take the better side with the, with the same odds. I agree with you. I, and I think that that game against City, they'll take positives from. Um, they went up first in that game, and we're the better side in that first half. Which is crazy. Um, yeah, and I think they have the ability to take care of Wolves. Uh who I think are, are plucky when we don't expect them to be, and when we do expect them to be, they're not very good. Um, yeah, I, 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 do, I do like Everton. Oh no, a rat. <laughs> A.K.A. Manchester United. Um, talk about letdown spot. These odds just smell disgusting. Like fish right in our face. We just ordered sushi, and it smells like it's here already. Yeah, yeah. I... It, Oh God, I, I'm not going to take United seriously until they start stringing some results together. Um, Let's take a look, shall we? Because they got United, they got Forest at City Ground. So I hope for Chief's sake that uh, that that Forest can get a point here, and I kind of do expect them to. Um, but going into the new year, United have Wigan FA Cup. Blast from the past. Um, Tottenham at United. At Wolves. West Ham at United. Finally figuring out their form. At Villa. At Lewin. Not an easy game for anybody. City almost dropped points. Arsenal almost dropped points. Liverpool did drop points. Fulham coming to Old Trafford and then at the Etihad. Everton doesn't slow down until Sheffield, Brentford, Chelsea. Um, a string in March. So we're going to figure out real quick what's up with United. I, and I'm really curious to see if they get some any, anything to strengthen them in January. But it is not time for us to be like, United are back. Here we go. I, I, I do like Forrest in this spot. Who has a better back line, uh, United or Newcastle? Newcastle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I and I, I think the same thing. I, I mean, I feel more confident about Newcastle's backline. Ten Hag can't figure out that he's supposed to start Veron. It's true. This is it's an unfortunate trend. Um, Martinez is supposedly back to being fit, but I can't imagine no playing this game. Um, Chris Wood coming off a hat trick. Anthony Alonga revenge game. Give me some of that. We shall see. Um, and then Fulham host Arsenal. And I guess a revenge game, but it is a must-win. As an Arsenal fan, this is like definitely a must-win. Um, I joked with Sam about Fulham double chance, given our form of dropping points in three out of four doesn't feel good. But I feel like after Fulham beating us in such a 
tragic way early in the season um, to be our first draw of the year, I believe it was. I do think Arsenal need three points going at the Cottage. And I think despite Fulham being plus 480, like that doesn't feel like a trap, does it? It kind of does, but I'm willing to take it. I am too. And and I feel good about Arsenal coming off this loss. Um, Arteta's going to ream these guys. Yeah, Arteta looked fucking livid uh, (laughs) after the result against West Ham um, because they played so poorly. I will say Arsenal had 30 shots in that game against West Ham. So as much as I thought they were poor in the final third and not delivering, uh, I, I think they'll get right against this Fulham side that really lacks an identity because I don't think William will be back, and I know Jimenez is still suspended. I hope that Ar- that Arteta has Ben and Deck lined up in front of goal and Saka just charging at them because he has to be so much more direct. Um, and guess who he's going direct at? Anthony Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I love Saka to score in this match. We're not going <laughs> to bet it, but um, he is due uh, for sure. He has had moments, but he just hasn't been quite as good as he can be. So I do like Arsenal in this spot. And then, Sam, I got to say, the more we talk about this, the more I feel bad about selling Bournemouth right now. I just think it's time that we just we send You're far more sensible school. than I am. But I, this is tough. Um, especially the fact that we're not even staying away. We're considering, we for the listeners, we talked about these picks pre-pod. Um, we're considering betting Spurs, which is just gross. I know, and I hate it. Um, London Derby, but Spurs need this game just as much as Arsenal need this game against Fulham. Uh, and I think it's a league. I think Bournemouth will be feeling themselves a little bit um, coming off that 3-0 win against Fulham. Uh, I think that Spurs... And more embarrassed, too. If we, like, post a Koglu as a manager, like... Yeah, I think he's going to lay into them. Uh, they got pantsed by Brighton. Uh, and I, at home, uh, I think London Stadium... No, London Stadium? Vitality. Oh, no. Um, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Just Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? That's okay. what you told me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. But it just doesn't feel right. We'll have the producer look it up. But I do feel like... Spurs have to get a result in this game, and I feel like they will. Cause, because Bournemouth have leaked goals. Confirmed is Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so that, that did feel right, and it was. Shout out to the producer. Um, and in the wackiest odds of the weekend, Liverpool and Newcastle. I think they're minus 300 in a game that, like, six months ago would be even odds. Like, I just don't understand these at all. Like, it's just like, please take Newcastle. Yeah, and I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> Me either. But I don't think Liverpool are that good. And I, I don't think it's crazy to think that. I think both sides kind of struggling uh, with their identity. Liverpool's 2-0 win against Burnley. I'm not going to take too much away from that. Burnley are really poor. Uh, Newcastle coming off that really bad result against... Uh, who did they play? Bournemouth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, disappointing from that as well. I don't know what to think about this game. I'll be surprised if either of the sides look... Con- oh, sorry. They played against Forrest. Excuse me. Um, I'll be surprised if either side looks very impressive in this game. Um, but I expect Liverpool to probably pull something out. I think it has to be Liverpool with these odds. They Vegas just desperately want everybody to take Newcastle. Um, so I just feel like at home, Liverpool are going to figure this one out. They're probably feeling a lot of steam after being first, after, um, you know... We've said it, not really being great through 19 games, not showing a ton of greatness. Have they – why do I feel like they haven't played City yet? Liverpool? Is that possible? No. Oh, well, unless they had a game postponed, which we know that they didn't. Um, hold on. Producer can look it up. Maybe that's, Maybe it's not as simple as you play all the same teams. Maybe this is just a bad moment from us. Oh, they just played. That's a mess. November twenty fifth. Who scored? Oh, I was th- I was at Fado watching this game. My fault. Had a couple Guinnesses. This is when th- this is the game that Liverpool played poorly, and then Trent scored, and they were yes. like, Trent played well. Yep, for sure. <laughs> um, yep, got it. Never mind, oversight. Uh, but Liverpool definitely can't like if the fans are being honest with themselves. Yes, 
probably overjoyed to be first, but have not played as good as they can. And that's me trying to be respectful of Liverpool because I, I just haven't been really encouraged by a ton of their performances. Um, so I feel like they'll probably be really happy to be first, and I think this is a game that they'll take all three points from a solid Newcastle side that's trending down. Yeah. Um, I think Newcastle sneaky need this game too. They're starting to slide pretty quickly down the table. Um, and now they're out of Europe. So I think they need a result in the spot. They're going to be in trouble. Uh, expect Liverpool to take all three points. Uh, and then there to be some interesting spending for Newcastle come January. Um, final game of the match week. West Ham, Brighton. Go ahead, Sam. I think it's West Ham. Is it a who's who? I think it's a who's who. And it's West Ham? I think it's West Ham. Okay. I I mean... Uh, Are we going to take West Ham? No, I don't think so. Okay. But it's a who's who. See, I wish I wish the Newcastle-Liverpool was a who's who, but I wasn't sure about also, it. Also, we forgot to update. Newcastle are 4-0 in, in, in who's who because we thought it was going to be Fulham, and then Fulham got a red card. It's true. I told, I did not monitor that. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle are four zero and zero in who's who games, which is crazy. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's West Ham, but I, I don't feel great about it's it. It's a stay away besides goals. I do think this is goals, 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 as you would say earlier on in the pod. Yeah, I, I think goals, goals, goals is a good shout. Um, yeah, Brighton coming off that drubbing of Spurs, maybe a little letdown spot, having to travel to West Ham. Um, West Ham got to be feeling themselves coming off that Arsenal game. Yeah, goals feels right. Um, and I think I think casuals will say that, um, you know, West Ham held Arsenal to, like, zero. But, I mean, they had 30 shots. I, I just think they missed the final ball um, in that game. Uh, and I think... I think Brighton can kind of replicate what Arsenal want to do. I, I feel said the same thing, that they can kind of replicate what City want to do. Um, starting to get guys back, match fit. Um, yeah, I, I like goals in that game. Um, so, yeah, that, that's so that's the match week. So, let's get into the picks. Um, so, Sam and I deliberated pre-pod. So, there's not going to be much live deliberation like you're used to. Because uh, we're here together. Uh, just being upset about this loss uh, from Arsenal. So we have a few things here. Um, we have Villa, Moneyline, Forest, double chance. That's plus 120. I don't see – I mean, I guess the Forest pick is ballsy, but I think it's sharp. Yeah. Um, I just think they're trending in the right direction. Um, and we both kind of feel that way. And I don't trust United. I just don't. Now, I need more time. Sam, I'm starting to look though. Minus 280. Should Villa be a lot higher than that? They should. Uh, I think they absolutely should be higher than that. Uh, it could be a rat. But Burnley are so bad that, and they look so bad against that Liverpool team. If Villa are anything like we think they could be, they should win. Yeah, I think I think it could, realistically, I think it could be an overreaction against that result against Sheffield. Um, and, and that's the only thing I'm thinking. Um, they didn't look particularly good against United either, but... I, I think it's a get-right spot for them. I, I would hope so, for the villains. Um, okay, uh, so in my who's who game, I do think Everton are who. Um, sorry, Dave, but I think it's a letdown spot for a Wolves team that just dominated 4-1, um, and I think it is a good spot, a get-right spot, if you will, for Everton, who just lost to City in pretty tragic fashion. Um, Shout-out to Pickford. So I do like Everton plus 170 because they're the better team. Amen. All right. Um, <laughs> and in a totally just maybe we're carrying get maybe we're getting carried away with the odds pick, Palace plus 125. Talk me through this. I just think uh, – I think both of us have watched Brentford um, the past month and have been disgusted. Uh, and conversely, we watched Palace the past month. And they've been quite refreshing, actually. Um, that result against City kind of stands out. But even yeah. that game against Chelsea, they looked good, didn't get the result, but they've 
played good ball. Whatever stride they have, they're hitting it right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a big Mateta guy. Uh, I think he's awesome. His the way he can dribble is very impressive for a man that size. Uh, so strong, but so so soft with the ball. It's it's impressive stuff. Um, just willing to buy. I'm just trying to remember the other results that they've had because uh, they deserve credit. Um, City. Yeah, no, I said the result against City, but um, City, then they drew Brighton in a game that they looked really good for large periods of that game, and then they kind of let Brighton in. Um, and they played well against Liverpool as well. Um, just had that red card, so... Probably should have beat Liverpool. Yeah, so I think Pals are trending up. I think they got their shit together. Uh, I think they take care of business in this game. So then we... Have, I agree. So we'll take... We'll take Palace plus 25. Vegas is saying it's the pick, so we agree with it. Um, I just think they're begging you to take Brentford. People are going to look at it that aren't sharp like us and be like Brentford plus 220. Bucket, not so much. <laughs> they're trending down. So then we have West Ham Brighton, which I think could be over 3.5. We have over 2.5. And, and then United Forest, this is Sam's. Both teams have scored. Uh, parlayed with those two. Plus 153, which I think is very good value. I would consider two units, but I'm, it's probably not smart. Yeah, I... It's my favorite one, so shout out to you. Yeah, I I, I like this one. I um, think I would be shocked if United and Forest don't both score in that game, and I think West Ham-Brighton could just be a goal fest. So, I mean, do you want to do two units? That's plus three units of a hit. Oh, man. It's plus a lot. Um, it is plus a lot, and we're, we're 2 0 and in our... In our in our two-unit pick, so maybe we should just keep it that way. Hmm. Well, let's 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 talk about the next one, and then we we can circle back. I almost like the next one better. So this might be thinking with our hearts a little bit, um, but North London parlay: Spurs over Bournemouth, Arsenal over Fulham, both teams that desperately need to get right. Uh, Spurs at home, Arsenal on the road. I just. I can't imagine sitting here in a week, or in three days, actually, and them having lost. No, I can't. And I I think there are serious problems of either team's drop points. So uh, I love it for that reason. We talk about the hungry dog all the time. This is a hungry dog spot. Both those teams need results. Um, for sure. So I like it for that reason. Um, and neither of them have been in awful form. So... I like it for that reason as well. Let's just keep no two-unit picks. I mean, we finished minus 1.8. We need to get right. We're plus 14 units now in three months. Our process is good, and we're fine. Let's just let's get right this week. Let's get up three, four, five units and feel good about it. All right. I'm cool with that. That works. Very sensible, as Sam's been saying lately. <laughs> Um, anything else we should update on before we before we head out? Just the war against cardboard. Um, Did you lose? Oh uh, yes, and I continue to lose. You talk about like it's okay to lose the battle but win the war. I'm losing both right now, um, <laughs> and it's it's tough. It, it's it's super tough. Uh, I don't see myself figuring it out at any point. Um, I think the people that pick up. The cardboard have to be worried about everyone that lives in the home. So, I want to I want to say this publicly, and certain listeners will appreciate this. I'm upset with your commitment to the pro club, <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. In what in, <laughs> in what sense? I just think I am always ready to go. Maybe that just means I have less of a life, but I am just always ready to. Run it up. Um, we finished in Division Two um, playoffs, but a whopping four and eleven record in the playoffs. You can only play fifteen league games, and maybe I'm just a winger that's starting to get angry because I'm doing my part. But I just I don't I question your commitment. It's is this a club wide thing or just you personally? Just me personally. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's something to monitor. Maybe something we talk about privately. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying I'm just starting to have bigger clubs come knocking. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, you know, it is about to be January, so we'll have a talk 
come January, figure out where I'm going to go, where you're going to go, um, and then we'll go from there. Maybe I just need more wages, um, but we'll figure it out. Sam's dog is trying to get in the room, so we're going to call it there. It's been about an hour. Um, happy to be back, and we will give you some updates after this match week. We're starting to think about some different options for the loyalists. Um, he made it in. The door was closed and the dog made it in. So shout out to Archie. Um, we're starting to think about some different options. Maybe you'll see a little bit less of us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, a little bit more of us on Instagram, trying to go where the kids are at, you know? <laughs> that, that, not exactly. That didn't, that didn't sound not how it was. So. Trying to be with the times is all I'm trying to say. Nice. Yeah. Good. good end. Maybe this is getting cut out. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we will catch you next time. And good luck to everybody. Bet responsibly. Don't cancel us, please.